Welcome to episode 36 of Box Cutters, where we spread the news so thin you hardly notice it's there. My name's Josh Canal. To the left of me, Ross McQueen. Hey, hey. And to my right, Mr. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Now, I, I just want to start this week with a warning. Oh? If you're playing along at home... I have no language, Ross. <laughs> Not yet. Sorry, Robo. <laughs> if, you're, uh, if you're playing along at home and you're thinking that this episode's a little bit off tonight... One, I'm sick, and two, I just spent six hours in traffic getting here, so I may be a little off with my box cutting. Well, how selfish was that? Why were you in the way of all those people trying to get to the soccer? <laughs> I was going the other way from the damn soccer. You're still getting in the way. Yeah. We, we, are, we are recording this the evening that the soccer match is being played yes, between the, Australia uh, and Greece. The match that makes no difference to anything. It's a friendly. No, but in case you're listening, after... The match has already been played. Congratulations, Greece winning 3-1. Oh, <laughs> is it? I, I like to do what uh, my old PE teacher, Barry Abara, used to... Uh, that was his name, <laughs> Barry Abara. Uh, were game, you required to say it like that? Yeah, you were. Okay. Uh, he, would, uh, he, he would say, rather than actually bothering to keep score, <laughs> he would just say at the end of every match, good luck the winners, bad luck the losers. <laughs> Well, you cover everybody then. You really do. You do. You really do. I want to say too, science fiction has really led us up the garden path. (laughs) Where are our floating cars? Where are teleporters? I should be able to go, triple R please, and just appear. Yeah, so basically you're looking at science fiction and Harry Potter. Essentially. And the fly. Yeah, and the fly. Yeah. Uh, Kill me, please. Okay, if if you have plans for a teleporter... Email them too. Hooray at boxcutters.net. This is Box Cutters. We talk all about television and a little bit about crap. Uh, Somehow this week I think it'll be a little more from column B than column A. (laughs) This week we have uh, quite a full show. Uh, We're going to talk about... Survivor a little bit. Ross, you're going to uh, talk about My Name is Earl. Yep. Bit of a, a new review. New show. New show about to start on Channel 7, if you believe the advertising. I'm going to look at All Saints, because I've been watching quite a bit of it. Mm-hmm. We've also got the welcome return of some favourites, including Crap TV. Yep. And uh, a couple of I Don't Buy It's. Oh, a couple. A couple of I Don't Buy It's. Interspersed throughout the show, or? No, all in one big hit. Okay. That sounds good. One big hit like a buffet. Great big <laughs> chunk of vital bias. <laughs> but as always, we're going to kick things off. With, oh, Brett, I completely forgot about your segment when we talk about The Great Escape. But as always, we're going to kick it off with the Box Cutters News. Current Affair is in the news. Oh, really? Channel 9, again. The Current Affair is in the news again. Uh, the uh, program has been drawn into a bit of dispute between a Melbourne engineering firm and its workers slash 
the unions. Now, was this about uh, them reporting on a worker being sacked for smirking in a meeting? No, this is uh, three workers who uh, who were sacked because uh, they didn't turn up or they they weren't working properly, or so says the the owner of the of the business. Okay, a current affair went in there and uh, and went. How terrible these workers have been sacked and uh, and you know got the got the owner onto a current affair yep. to to talk about it and then Mr Johnson why won't you answer our questions yes kind of put it in the door anyway after pressure he rehired these workers mm-hmm. a current affair then went to see how these workers were were going and apparently they weren't going. They were often leaving early. One of them put in for a, a workers' comp claim, uh, and a current affair really blew this out of the water, out of all proportion. And uh, now, a current affair are being criticised by the unions for harassing the workers while they're at work, and uh, are also being uh, and the unions are also telling off the the boss for allowing this to to happen while he, while these workers were at work. Uh, meanwhile, uh, a current affair don't really care. No. <laughs> uh, a, a letter sent from a current affair to uh, to the union said, "I find it extraordinary that you would accuse a current affair of bullying and harassment, considering the threats reportedly made by your union to Mr. Sutton, who is the boss, with regard to reinstating these employees in the first place." I also find it extraordinary and somewhat hypocritical that you are so concerned about the effect of media attention on your members when just a month ago you were happy for them to go on national television propagating your cause when it's suited. Mm. So I say, score one, a current affair, zero, the unions. <laughs> That's if you're keeping score at home. Yeah, for those keeping score at home. <laughs> also in the news, and this is, this is exciting news for me. You're not... Blowing your news all two once, the two at once, too quickly. All right, fine. Someone no, 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 no. Go, just, go. Neither no. of you reached for your news. That's that's true. That's true. Well, my news, I feel, is a little further down the pecking order. <laughs> In very quick news uh, with Channel Ten, Veronica Mars is heading back to our airwaves. Wow! I can't tell you when. I can't tell you where. <laughs> is that because you you have no information? You've been sworn to secrecy. It's because my, my <laughs> I was downloading too much porn this month. <laughs> it will be restored tonight, but I just misjudged it by like seven hours. <laughs> I wish that wasn't true. <laughs> Exciting news for me this week, and Ross, this might bring the tone down a little bit. Ah, excellent. By ready, the way, ready it for my news. Yes. Uh, uh, I am Hercules reports on Ain't It Cool News mm-hmm. that uh, someone scooped in with uh, this, and I'll, I'll just quote straight from it. I don't know how good this information is. That's a great caveat to start some news <laughs> with. But I was at a comic convention in Dublin recently where Glenn Fabry was signing. He's a comic artist. I asked about The Preacher movie. The Preacher is an excellent comic book that uh, I love and probably one of the most violent things I've ever read in my human life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, Glenn Fabry said that it wouldn't go ahead, that nobody wanted to do it. He then told me that days previous, he had gotten a call from somebody from HBO looking for Garth Ennis' phone number. He then received a phone call from Garth Ennis saying that the producers from The Sopranos want to turn The Preacher into a TV series. Now, I think that's very exciting news. I'd love to see a Preacher TV series, and I reckon if anyone's going to do anything that violent justice, 
It's probably mm-hmm. The Sopranos producers who could do it. So what's The Preacher about? Uh, it's, well, it's uh, about this preacher in Texas, uh, and then there's lots of killing and fires. It's been a long time since I've read it, but it's a, it's, it's a really interesting graphic novel. Oh, well, it's not a graphic novel. It's a, a comic book series. Isn't it essentially, isn't it sounding essentially like a religious version of Walker, Texas Ranger, but a Chuck Norris action? Yeah, darker though. A lot darker, not probably less religious than Walker Texas Ranger. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know what? I don't want to say too much because I know I'll just get it wrong. It's been about nine years since I read any preacher, now, but they, I remember loving it. Are they doing a uh, a seventh season of Sopranos? Do you know? I know they said originally that they were going to stop at this sixth season. Are they going to do another series? Well, they they are doing eight episodes at the end of the year, or eight episodes are going to air December, January in oh, really? in the states in HBO, on like HBO, uh, and that is meant to be the very end of the Sopranos. So eight more on that will be officially part of the sixth series. Then is that right? No, so let's, sixth- let's call it let's call it six B. Series six B. So is that as in it's, episodes twenty three or thirty? No, because it's not going to be part of this sixth season. This sixth season will end so in a couple this, of weeks. So, 1 to 12 will go to air? Yep. And then I think 1 be, to 13. They're, they're doing a 13? I think they're doing one, 1 to 13. They, they usually, they do, usually 13. do the 13, but I was under the impression they're only doing 12 this time. Anyway, so they'll do either 12 or 13. Then they'll have... Then they'll have a break for about six months. Then December, January, they'll come back with, with eight. eight episodes. And that will... Close out the Sopranos storyline. Okay. Hmm. So if they're doing Preacher, I guess uh, they've got a bit more time to spend. Well, I hope so. Devote doing it. I, it'd be great if that uh, if that gets the go ahead. Apparently, the movie just couldn't get any money up at oh, all. Okay. In uh, other news, isn't uh, Star Singers going to suck? <laughs> Who signed up for it? I haven't, I haven't seen too much on it. Your news when, is a question. <laughs> yeah. When does it start? Who's in it? Is uh, Daryl hosting? Uh, Bevan, Michael Bevan's in it. Yep. Uh, Judy, no, Judy, yeah, Judy Nunn, who used to be Ailsa yep. on Home and Away, <laughs> is in it. And with her sideburns. Yep. Nicole Ritchie. No, not Nicole Ritchie. That's Lionel Ritchie's daughter. Uh, that would have been exciting. That's a skank. <laughs> What's her name? The one who plays Sally, who's... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kate, Kate Ritchie. Ritchie. Kate Ritchie. Kate Fisher, who's now being known, apparently, as Katie Fisher. Yeah, which is which is interesting. And also uh, Erica Haynitz. Erica Haynitz, yep. And it's being hosted by... Well, that's what that was actually my news. It's being hosted by Grant Denyer. Which is... Why? Maybe they're going to have some weather-related <laughs> topics. In it. I hope so. Nobody tell my wife. Oh, because otherwise she'll watch nothing. Nothing about. Does she listen well, to the she, show? No, but I. No, no, she doesn't. <laughs> our show. Yeah, our show. No, not usually. Okay. <laughs> uh, but well, she, uh, yeah, she she likes she likes Grant Denyer. She thinks he's a good weatherman. She'd probably watch just for him. Is that uh, going into Sunday night slot? Did I hear or Tuesday? No, it's going into six thirty Sunday nights on seven. On seven, so that will taking over from where are they now? Yes, exactly. Mm. So, what are they going to do with Koshi? Oh well, who knows? I was singing because everybody loves him. Star singers can't go for too long. One would think. Anyway. I, I reckon if it goes for 15 minutes, it's gone long enough. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of uh, hosting news, uh, Conan O'Brien is going to host this year's Emmys. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. You like Conan? I love Conan. Really? I'm, I'm always reminded of that Futurama quote where he's just a head in the jar and they say, let's all forget the moldy old antics of Conan O'Brien. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just find him a bit, a bit laboured. Like, he's, he's better than Alan, but he's not as good as... Yeah, but he's, he's a thousand Gary, times Gary better Shanley. than... He's a thousand times better than Jay Leno. Yeah, that's... And, oh, you, have, okay, that's and you have to be able to compare them because, A, Conan's going to take over that show. Yeah. And B, the only reason to watch Leno is if it's gone long and you're waiting for Conan to come on. Okay. Okay. Ellen who? DeGeneres. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ellen. Not Ellen. A, not Ellen. Yeah. Al- yeah, but better than Alan Funt. <laughs> speaking of awards. <laughs> speaking of Alan Funt. <laughs> um, hot on the heels of taking out the gold Logie and uh, not too long after the last ever Blue Heelers screens on the Seven Network in a special double episode screening. John Eight, Wood is... 8.30 uh, Sunday, July 4th. John Wood is... Sunday. Yes. Sorry, Brett, I interrupted. John Wood is uh, skipping over to the Nine Network to present... <laughs> is he actually going to be skipping? <laughs> All that way over Channel 8. That, ex- <laughs> that really explains why all this traffic has been happening. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, present a show called Wine Me, Dine Me. It's uh, going to be a touring gourmet show presented by the actor and Epicurean who also owns and runs the Yarra Valley Deli Wine Bar with his family. What It'll a be... shocking surprise that John <laughs> loves food. <laughs> It'll be going to air on the Nine Network uh, on Wednesdays, the 21st and 28th of June. That's exciting. That, uh, I, think, yeah. I think it's great to see John Woods on, on a Lifestyle different channel. Lifestyle shows don't do much for me. But yes, yeah, and, and not that he's bitter with Seven at all. No. <laughs> no, well, but you know, they, they dug their own grave at Blue Healers. Uh, I'm predicting back-to-back gold logies then. <laughs> Oh yeah, because with with uh, with two episodes of a show, he would be eligible. He would be, uh, according to Brett's uh, bloody Rebecca Rebe- Cartwright was eligible for a new idea ad. So he's got to be eligible for that. Yeah. Well, Tim- Love My Way actually took out the the award that it did based on the first season, not the second. Really? Yep. Are you sure? Yep. Because yep. that means it's won twice for the first season. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because because it started it December started too something. late. It started uh, this year, and uh, it, it technically had to be on last year. What a crock of shit! So last year it actually won that award based on two or three episodes that it screened in December the year before, and this year it won the award based on last year. Right. So it's won the award twice year. for the for the same season. Yeah. 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 That is that is ridiculous. Which might which might be why no this this news has nothing to do with that at all. <laughs> I was so looking for a link. Speaking of Alan Funt. Speaking of Alan Funt, ITV in the UK has Mm -hmm. sold its share of Channel 7. It had 11.6% of Channel 7. Really? Who bought it? uh, Gun and Barry. (laughs) Sorry. The the monkey that does the music is several. No, no, no. That's a monkey named Barry. This is a guy (laughs) named Barry. So I don't know who bought it. I'm guessing lots of different people. Uh, ITV are trying to uh, build up some revenue, and they're doing that by selling everything they have. Ah, uh, okay. ITV is uh, basically Channel Three in the UK, Monday um, to Friday, and then it goes to Carlton and LWT or something. Okay. Well, is, that, is that where Home and Away screens? I'm, I'm, I can't yes. Remember. Let's just yes. <laughs> Hooray! Uh, box covers. Uh, 
ITV, well, ITV was the merger of Carlton and Granada. Like it. So, uh, I'm guessing it's so, all ITV. They also own... Well, uh, I think LWT is still The Weekend on Channel 3 in the UK. Oh, London Weekend Television. Yep. Ah, oh, I remember that. Uh, it's also expected... That's in London, at least. Right. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and only on television. Yeah, at the weekend. Yep. Okay. Uh, ITV is also expected to sell its stake in Ireland's TV3. That's not New Zealand's TV3. Mm. New Zealand is two islands. This is one. <laughs> it's an island called Ireland. Yes. Uh, anyway, so that's, uh, that's the news there. Okay. Speaking of television. <laughs> uh, pay TV giant Foxtel is considering scrapping its sports flagship, the Fox Footy Channel. After September, what? Well, because because giving it to people for free mm. wasn't wasn't enough. People still aren't watching it. Oh no, it's it's doing quite well, I think. But what do you uh, mean giving it to them for free? Well, it used to have to pay extra for the Fox Footy Channel, and now it's part of whatever basic package you get. Yeah, well, apparently, contrary to rumours, uh, there is no deal between seven and ten and pay as yet, despite uh, lots of published rumours to the contrary, saying that. Pay TV had picked up the Twilight games, which Channel Seven were very keen to pick up. Apparently, the Sunday night ones. Yeah, the Sunday night Twilight games. Yeah, apparently, there's been uh, there has actually been no deal, and yeah, so we'll wait and see what happens. So, so all that all that whinging that Channel Seven did about being screwed over because they didn't have their pick of the shows that they wanted because they had to bring Foxtel in on on the deal. Mm -hmm. That hasn't actually gone ahead. Unless this news report's wrong and the other ones were right. Yeah, I, I saw a money figure that, that Fox was paying for the AFL rights, which was mm. uh, 20-something mil. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, according, yeah, just according that to... That goes so backwards against a lot of stuff that I've read. Yeah, yeah. I, I could be wrong. That was just according to, to my source. source. Uh, a guy with a chicken. The internet. <laughs> <laughs> Asterisk The internet Speaking <laughs> Speaking of the internet Speaking of nothing um, Hey <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's what happens when you say wing it Ross I'm running late Let's wing it uh, Australian actress Rachel Griffiths, who uh, you can see in episodes of uh, Six Feet Under at midnight on Monday nights on uh, mm. Channel 9. Up against Huff. At the moment. Uh, half up against Huff. Mm -hmm. um, she is helping the US ABC TV network to launch a big autumn assault. Uh, she is starring in a new drama called Brothers and Sisters with Callista Flockhart. Correct. As two members of a maladjusted family. Uh, it's being put into the Sunday night time slot after Desperate Housewives. It's also going to be starring Ted Danson, Tay Diggs, uh, Anne Hesh, David Arquette. Can I, just, can I just say any family with Ted Danson and Anne Hesh is clearly a dysfunctional family. Mm -hmm. mm. That's, uh, that's just going to be scary. Hey, speaking of uh, star singers. <laughs> <sighs> we'll just edit that. In, yeah, just Speaking of star singers, uh, punters are already placing bets on who will win the new celebrity team to show It Takes Two, aka Star Singers. The programmer axing the show is the favourite. <laughs> no, Hopefully. actually, no? actually, strangely, Erica Haynats is the favourite at three dollars sixty. 
according to Sporting Bet Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Erica Haynitz, I was reminded yesterday in uh, the most recent season of Australia's Next Top Model, mm-hmm. had this really terrible segment where, for no good reason at all, she got all the models to come and visit her while she was in the studio recording a song because now uh, she thinks of herself as quite the singer. This was this led into a discussion about how it's important to diversify because you're not going to be a model forever. Ah, uh, right. You see, and so she they, was diversifying. They, they were learning. Yeah, they were, they were learning. They were learning how to block their ears and, <laughs> uh, and run away screaming and well, crying. When, uh, when Foxtel were complaining that she'd signed up to Channel 7 without telling them, and that she was leaving Next Top Model, she apparently bit back with some sort of comment about saying, Channel, channel whatever channel it's on on Foxtel, are fully aware of my ambitions to be a singer. Well, good, good luck to her. Uh, Richard Zachariah, I have no idea who he is, apparently a columnist and broadcaster. Mm. Uh, he's the, uh, the less likely to take the title at uh, $26. Kate Ritchie is at $5.00. And Mark Furs from Home and Away, four dollars eighty. Was Richard Zachariah on the ABC's art show back in the day? Uh, I, don't I, don't, I don't know. I, I really know the name. They may as well sing it. Let's call it Home and Away Singers with the Stars. Yeah, uh, it's also going to feature Rachel Beck. I think is one of the uh, one of the good singers. What odds is Elsa? Uh, not mentioned. Not mentioned. <laughs> she's she's at <laughs> odds. Not mentioned. <laughs> Anyway, yes, that premiere is 28th of... Uh, who cares? Exactly. Speaking of television, <laughs> lost actress uh, Michelle Rodriguez has been sentenced to 60 days in a tough LA jail after being caught drink driving again. Oh, again? The prison term is the second <laughs> yeah. for the troubled star in less than a month. Oh. Uh, she spent <laughs> two days behind bars at the end of April after she pled guilty to drunk driving in Hawaii last December. Um, so she pretty much went straight to the pub. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> Hooray! It was only a fine. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> but uh, she was actually she was actually still on probation uh, for a 2003 drunk driving offence in Hollywood. Oh. I think she's got a bit of a problem. You think she's got a problem? I I just think she's uh, she's doing some method acting, and yeah. and she's going to be in well, a women in a prison film. And, um, okay, she should have used some of her contacts down at the. LAPD to help free her though, but she yeah, quit but, from there. Yeah, and no, that's you know, true. But plus, her she shot so many people. Her mum's still in charge though. Yeah, but nobody knows where they are. Yeah, that's true. I don't know how she got busted for drink driving. That's unlucky. <laughs> the judge. <laughs> I can't believe the others have their own police force. <laughs> the judge also ordered her to perform thirty days of community service, split between the LA Sheriff's Department and Mothers Against Drunk Driving. At the time that she was picked up, police say she was very argumentative, and kept interrupting the police officer, saying things including, "I don't belong here," and. Why don't you just put a gun to my head and shoot me? You've already taken my freedom. You might as well take my life too. <laughs> as I said, method acting. And speaking of pay TV, uh, the directors of pay television startup Select TV are about to decide, or probably by, by the time this hits the internet, have decided whether or not to extend the company's $25 million IPO. For those not in banking parlay, means uh, initial public offering. Thank you. It's not banking; it's uh, shareholding. 
It's all the same. It's all the same internal post office. No. Yeah. I've been no. lied to. That's just that's just when you send messages to yourself, Ross. Aha. <laughs> oh, I wonder if I'll get this one. Ooh, let me just file it away. Ding! Here it is. Thanks, internal postie. <laughs> I, th- I thought Ross was going into some sex talk on the show. <laughs> hey, big boy, you want to put that in my internal post office? <laughs> anyway, Select TV uh, claim that their business case is based on undercutting the big subscription players, being Foxtel and Optus, who, uh, since finding out about Select TV's uh, theories, have dropped their introductory offers to around the $30 mark. Select TV's was going to be twenty nine ninety five. And uh, Foxtel have dropped theirs to thirty six ninety five and thirty one, and Optus to thirty one ninety five. Uh, and but but the thing is, people in the pay TV industry say that Select TV's method is entirely flawed because it's just going to result in churn because they're uh, they're basically aiming at low income earners who are unlikely to be able to keep up the payments for a subscription which means that they're just going to have to cancel subscriptions, which means it's going to cost Select TV more than uh, they're going to make. So what do Foxtel think that people are going to do signing on with their cheap deals now? Shh. And also if... if Don't uh, ruin it, Brett. <laughs> and, and this is their critics who are saying, oh, it's going to be bad for their business and they're going to lose money. What do, what do their critics care? Uh, well, their critics want to want to talk it down as much as possible because the less money that they get in their IPO, the less money they have to put surely, towards. Surely, though, if they were just going to lose money and whatever, the the critics would just keep quiet. No, and, because they watch them go out of business. Because the critics want them to not get as much uh, as as many shareholders as a result of their IPO. Right, I'm with you. Yeah, because the number of shareholders they get directly relates to how much money they make from the IPO. Yep. That money can then go into uh, advertising and, and marketing and uh, yep. and giving people free stuff. Yep. Like squeeze toys. Squeeze toys. And that is the Box Cutters News. G'day, you're listening to Ed Phillips here from Temptation across the Nine Network, and I am special guest of the Box Cutters. Love the guy's show. Love all three of you. God, you're funny. <laughs> Never miss a show, and sometimes if I do, they make tapes of it on the internet and then send it to me. Oh my God, kill me now. Oh, hi. (laughs) Welcome back to Box Cutters. We're talking about ratings. We are talking about ratings. A few weeks ago, Brett did something a bit different with ratings. He had the top 10 rating things since 2000. Uh, I've gone along a similar path this week, mm-hmm. and I have got the top ten rating things so far this year. Yes, go, go ahead. Do I have to do them backwards? Or, yeah, I, do, I'll ask you a few questions. How many of them do you think are sport? Uh, I reckon Commonwealth Games is number one. Uh, how, how many of them do you think are sport? <laughs> six. I think six of them are sport. Six sport. Come uh, games, tennis. Come games. Come games. No. Mm. Did did any? I, Hang on. I, do the opening closing ceremonies count as sport? Yes. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it to us. I would say four. Oh. At number ten was Australia versus South Africa in the twenty twenty at two point one seven nine mil. At number nine was the Commonwealth Games opening countdown on nine. <laughs> 
<laughs> Does that count as spot? <laughs> Apparently, for those who weren't watching, that was just a clock. <laughs> uh, that was 2.2 million. Uh, Desperate Housewives, episode one of this year, was 2.2 at number eight. 2.2 number s- disappointed viewers. <laughs> number seven was the TV Week Logie Awards Red Carpet Arrivals. <laughs> Which was better rating than uh, the actual event. Well, you've just ruined the top ten now. People, people won't be... Won't be <laughs> oh, never mind. Uh, number six was the Biggest Loser final episode. Two That's point, sport. 2.3. Uh, sport number, making fun of fatties. <laughs> number five was The Great Escape at 2.58. Num- well, supposedly, we're going to talk about that in a minute, what it really rated. Number four was Dancing with the Stars, 2.6. Number three, Commonwealth Games Closing Ceremony, 2.7. Number two, Australian Open Tennis Men's Final, 2.7. And at number one was the opening ceremony at 3.5 million. Wow. Mm. So that was closer. That's five, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Five. Five sports. Okay, you were closest to Nanda. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. Mm. So, just shows. So, so, but that's only the year so far. We've still got the rest of the footy season we've got grand finals to come we do we do we've that's, got state states of origin that's, is, that, is that the plural no it's state of origin matches yes yes and that's that's only the ones that have been over two million over two million viewers this and that's year. that's also not counting the mundane green fight which couldn't no. have been counted because i mean all those people watching it in pubs yep and uh yeah i'd, I'd be unless, surprised if that unless they counted it like the uh super bowl yeah, they don't. In which case, it was seventeen billion. Seventeen billion people watched the mo- other planets. <laughs> other planets watching the mundane green fight, and that's the sort of news you get in box cutters ratings. <laughs> box cutters coming up in box cutters. We're going to talk about Survivor. We've got some crap TV. Little talk about My Name is Earl. I'm going to talk about All Saints. A couple of I Don't Buy It. And next, we're going to talk about Sunday Night Viewing. This is Marie Carty, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness, Box Cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. <laughs> Last Sunday night, two people got $3 million. Well, no, they got $2 million each for... Being stuck in a hole. No, they didn't. Okay, how did it work? Channel Nine are being evasive about answering this. Uh, I think their head of head of programming or somebody was on Allo yesterday um, said that the reported figure of around two point five mil for both of them for the whole thing was pretty close. So it's 2.5 to 2.75. 2.6 seems but to the be thing the, is, the all, median. All three families were supposed to get money out of this deal. That was what they were holding out for. So, more or less, it's a dollar per person who watched, according to the ratings. Well, we haven't got yes. to that yet. More or less. Oh, sorry. I'm jumping ahead. So, the, I suspect that it might have been a mill a mill and 600 grand for Larry's family. Okay. Okay. So, a, live, a, to a live human is worth $400,000. Well, you know, Larry's more, not actually doing anything, more. any of the yes. work. Well, that's, that's true. He isn't doing any of the work. And quite frankly, he's a dud interview. <laughs> so, so, Sunday night, you were watching The Great Escape. I, I, well, no, I was no. actually working and then I went home and I watched the tape. Right. <laughs> um, so, I wasn't counted on the, on, on the ratings. 
uh, <laughs> even though I because you, you I wouldn't don't, have been counted on the ratings anyway. anyway. Yeah, there was only three houses watching. Yes, <laughs> but the way they calculate the figures. That's right. Well, um, the early reports that were coming out on the radio seemed to be going from the Channel 9 media release that was sent out about it. And according to that release, 4.561 million people watched around the country, including regional Australia, which kind of infers that when you're talking about national viewing figures, you are only talking about the figures in the capital cities. Yeah. Excluding Hobart. Hobart's not a capital city? No, Hobart isn't counted. counted. They, don't, they don't have television yet. Well, no, they don't, they don't count Tasmania. Oh, really? Uh, the uh, Oztam. No. Not counted. <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you have this information? No one tells anything. Oh, no, that's, uh, that's actually on the, That is information on their website. Really? In fact, in big letters it says, Tasmania, get out! Well, we don't like you. Well, the, that's, ch- the that's, chicken. They asked the chicken. Ask- do you want to do Tasmania? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of curious because you would kind of figure that the regional figure would be most of Tasmania. Almost all of Tasmania surely would be watching it. No, because the regional is, uh, that's the, the Wynn and Southern Cross networks. So when we talk about the national figures... God, now I'm lost. When we talk about the, the national figures, we're talking about uh, the, the, the major capital cities... On the mainland of Australia, uh, and only those only those cities. Then there are other there are regional areas that have their own rating system. These ratings are worse than we've even been talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, I thought you knew all of this. I didn't know it either. Yeah, oh, it's terrible. So, so the man. It's, why do you think I can't sleep at night? So, man, when we talk the about the national figures, chicken. we're not talking about national figures at all. No, no, we're talking about capital city figures. And so the man with his chicken, the chicken is city friendly. Yes. Yeah, the chicken the chicken which loves is, crossing roads. Which is <laughs> which is which is quite odd because you think that the chicken would be more heavily in favour of rural areas. It's left the it's left the country for a reason. So the chicken loves the city. Okay. So when we're talking two point seven eight million Yes. That's not out of twenty two million. Right. That's out of However many is in five capital cities in Australia. So where did Channel 9 <laughs> Divided get... by about 1,000 or 1,500 per people metre. Yes. Oh, that's... So and where then did Channel carry 9... the three. Where did Channel 9 get the regional figures oh, that they, they would... can add in, which they'd takes get them it up from, by get one them from... and a half million people? From WinTV. WinTV and Southern Cross have their own rating system that they subscribe that's to. That's not Ozten. That's... It might no, because uh, AC Nielsen are doing it in Western Australia, so they'll just add those figures together and go right. Well, it's four point seven eight hundred million. Let's get ourselves two chickens and let's <laughs> approach the networks and say two chickens. We can do a better job. <laughs> we'll do, I, we'll do it wish... better. We'll do it cheaper. It'll only be eighty grand each per year. Yep. We'll do that. I wish plus the chicken, offer plus is on the feed. table plus chicken feed, and it remains on the table. <laughs> I Until wish they accept it. the listeners could have seen your face because you just you pointed at the imaginary chickens and your face was so matter of fact. Two chickens. I love that, Ross. However, according to the Oztam figures, a peak of 3.037 million people watched in the capital cities and the average capital city over the two hours was 2.796 mil, which would be the figure that is being reported. And a dollar per, in a dollar the per person. For uh, the the start of the year. Everyone chips in a dollar. 
yeah. they get some money. Pretty much. Do, do you think Channel 9 would be happy with that? A dollar per person? Well, like, uh, yeah. I were, reckon, there, were there ads during the, let, let, during the broadcast? Let's, let's talk about the broadcast itself. It was mm-hmm. chock full of advertising. It was so full. It had so much time wasting. It had, it had uh, techniques like going into each of the ads, uh, coming up, and later, like both of them before oh, really? each of the ads. What about uh, with the with the miners or ex miners, whatever? Were they uh, like drinking Sprite or anything like that? No, no. Uh, 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 <laughs> Todd had a, uh, a big Willie's shoot stack or something t shirt on, uh, but that was that was because he's a shooter, and yeah. Big Willie's is probably a. a you know, a local Tassie business. <laughs> um, but that was the only recognisable branding in the thing. Um, so there's no... Uh, the, of, of the two guys... I want to go least, to Big Willies because that's where trap miners do their shooting. Of, of the two guys, at least, Tracy Grimshaw was doing the interview and each shot at her definitely Vaseline lens and she had so much lip gloss on, I couldn't take in anything else on the screen when it actually <laughs> cut her, apart from her eyebrows once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> when they hit the Vaseline lens and smeared it. Um, this is it, sounding like stunning viewing. <laughs> it was two hours long, was it not, Brett? It was two hours long. Um, they they recycled some of the 3D graphics that they'd uh, manufactured while they were stuck down the pit, which um, had, had like the two figures... Crouching in a cage and and did a bit of a fly around underground. After after but, it starts on the surface and goes very quickly down the one k into the earth first. I'm but sure. we actually find out you know, from from Todd and Brant that they didn't have enough space to sit up. They were they were laying down prone all the way through. Oh okay. Um, did they did they cover where did they shit? They did talk about that. And One of them didn't do a poo the whole for the time. time. I mean, Macy could walk out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other one wanted a bit of a hand, and uh, he wasn't going to get that hand to help him. Right. Do do his do on his side. Um, We've just found out where the three point whatever million peak was. <laughs> Well, you know, people people want to know answers. More importantly, it's coming Grant, for a lot of for a lot of uh, criticism about the lack of new three D graphics, um, and for the it seems that they're stringing out uh, their purchase to go into the bulletin and into Woman's Day as much as possible. So they mm-hmm. seem to be holding back for the two hour show on Sunday night, so they could get then. I can't wait for skip the... That, skip that in Woman's Day and again in the bulletin. And they're re-showing with an extra 17 minutes, I believe it was, uh, this Saturday afternoon from 4. Uh, as, uh, Channel 9 were quite disappointed. Just uh, They were hoping that the... I think it was the coroner, but it might have been somebody who was investigating the collapse. They didn't get the footage that Grant... Web the tape that had they, they from shot, the camera that they passed the, down to the miners. Yeah, that they'd shot in. A, that was denied just a couple of hours before they went to air. Because so. of the coroner's inquest? Uh, possibly, or because of whoever, some sort of inquest. There's uh, a dispute between if it's the mine or the miners that own the tape, own the rights right. to the footage. More, um, more importantly, The Brett, closest thing that we actually came to seeing what's that, what their conditions was, was a blank piece of paper, a couple of lines, an X where they were, and some dots on it. Just like that. 
Right. If you if you're watching the video podcast, there is no video podcast. <laughs> but it, that was the full extent of their graphics that wasn't created when they were still trapped. Oh, okay. It was it was the, the it was such a throwaway Brett, of, Brett, of an Brett, opportunity to have a, a well produced program that they were spending millions for. But there you go. More importantly, are we ever going to see these miners ever again? And is Woman's Day going to have exclusive rights to Grant and Todd's wedding? <laughs> they're both already married. Uh, yes, we will see them again because they're in negotiations with American interests about selling this story. Uh, Oprah was very keen when they got out. Um, I'm not sure where that is at this point. Well, I don't want to talk about them anymore. <laughs> it, uh, in conclusion, it was, uh, it was a 45-minute show shoehorned into two hours mm. with lots of advertising. Are you one of those that follows the ads? Now I can talk as much as I want. Got the slide looking Hello, this is Ricardo Montalbán. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. Speaking of advertising, I don't buy it. Sorry, Ross accidentally hit his cough button and it coughed. See, Brett, it... People would have forgotten about it had you not brought it up. I warned people at the start of the show. Yeah. I warned people. I'm sick 12 hours in traffic. I warned people. <laughs> 12 hours. No poop. No, but Josh, I, I thought it was, a, it was a nice joke that he pressed his I, cough button and a cough came out. It was a, it, it was a, you know, it's a shit joke, Brett. I turned it around. It's a bad joke. It's a, I don't if buy it. I think that was funny. <laughs> yeah, box email us, hooray, great. So no one's going to email us now. <laughs> they can email us even if they didn't think it was funny. They don't. I, they don't have to comment on that joke to email us. I don't buy it. What don't you buy, Josh? Well, this man has shoved his kids in a car. They're packing the car full of. It looks like they're going on a holiday. Uh, he screams to the kids, "Watch your head, kids!" As he shuts the station wagon gate. Right. Uh, Are they in the boot? <laughs> it's, it's hard to tell. Yes. You can just hear them screaming. It seems like they are in the boot. From the way from the way he says that, my image of these kids is that their heads are now squashed up against the glass on the gate of the, of the station like wagon. Those Garfield dolls. Yeah, like those. But here, it's uh, neglect. Anyway, <laughs> as, he, as he shuts that, his wife walks up and he says to her, oh, I, wish we had, I, I wish we had a bigger car. Mm-hmm. Ding! Appears this man in a suit wearing a turban who claims to it's be the, Genie. the GE Money Genie. Oh, genius. Why hasn't this been done before? I don't know. He, uh, he has a very nondescript but clearly foreign accent. <laughs> Uh, that varies between French, Indian, and, uh, you know, skip, essentially. So that's three nationalities. And uh, and he tells them how with just a, an interest rate of eight points, shut your ears now, uh, which compared to other interest rates of eight point a little bit more... From the loan sharks per day. Yeah. Uh, We'll be able to get you that four-wheel drive you've always wanted, and you can apply the brake. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that it means. It means that's a pretty crappy genie. 
Meanwhile... You don't get three wishes. He tells you about a possible bank loan you could get. Good one, Jenny. Meanwhile... I'd be telling him to get off my property pretty quick. <laughs> he, is, he is a terrible genie, isn't he? Oh, I'm here. Oh, congratulations. Bugger off. You've rubbed the car and now you get advice. <laughs> for which I won't even hardly charge you. While, while the genie's talking, though, these supers come up on the screen and they... Like, I've got a pretty big television. Yeah. I cannot read them for the life of me. Firstly, they're, oh, they're yeah. way too quick. They're so tiny. All I can see is that one of them says, warning. <laughs> it actually says warning. So I went onto the, uh, to the website. Warning, genie is not, not a real genie. <laughs> warning, this comparison rate is true only for the examples given and may not include all fees and charges. <laughs> so essentially what they're saying is, warning... If you can read this, you might be aware that what we're advertising is not actually what we're selling. Mm, mm. Uh, it's, I really, I really, truly do not buy that a no, lot. No, not at all. Warning, Genie is a liar. <laughs> mm. It's just, it's an absolutely terrible ad. And you'd think with all the money that they extort from, you know, poor humans throughout mm-hmm. the world, uh, they could afford something better than the G-E, Genie. <laughs> Genie. I too have an I don't buy it this week. Go for it. I've uh, I just had a look during the week at the new uh, Plax mouthwash ad. Uh-huh. If people aren't familiar with this new ad, they would have know the uh, the series. This is the ones where that's the not people... the one with. This is Jane. She's a dancer, so we no, 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 no. This is the ones where they swish with the mouthwash, and there's a little like explosion. In their mouth, their cheeks. Isn't that Listerine? I thought that was Listerine. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's Listerine. It's Listerine. Okay. Well, maybe it's the latest Listerine ad. I sure. wasn't. Let's go with that. Who have a new product? I was. I it's was, a pre-brush. I was horrified <laughs> by the ad, so I wasn't paying attention to to what the product was. Uh, it it actually doesn't start in the bathroom like most of them start. It starts out the front of a huge apartment block, which is quite dirty, and there's a poor hapless soul at the front who's cleaning it with a, with a kind of a, a broom type deal but he, he looks ready to uh, ready to kill himself and there's a woman in the upstairs bathroom who's using the aforementioned mouthwash she swishes it around her mouth her cheeks puff out in the explosion she spits it into the drain and this product oh for some reason the uh the pipes from her bathroom are connected with the fire hydrant out the front of the building that's bad plumbing <laughs> it is bad plumbing and the the mouthwash is so powerful the fire hydrant explodes Water splashes everywhere. It cleans the whole facade of the building. Suddenly, the guy cleaning it, who is about to kill himself, is horrendously happy. Now, what I don't like about this ad, and uh, what what I frankly find terrifying, is just before they have the explosion in the mouth, they do a CGI of kind of this really fast-moving shot of the... Uh, whatever it is, Listerine, plaques, whatever it is, going into the mouth and then shooting around the tongue and going around all the teeth. And uh, it's kind of like some sort of f- 50s sci-fi horror film. It's like Fantastic Voyage or something. Where the surf's up. Where the surf's up, <laughs> yep. Where you get, you know, you're in, you know, you're in somebody's mouth. And I, I, I just find this, uh, I find this quite distressing. To, 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 to be this close to somebody's mouth. And for once, I'm glad that I don't have a giant TV. Because I just think it would be too big to be inside this mouth, <laughs> in my opinion. And the second time... So it looks watch, like a real mouth? It looks like a real mouth, and you're flying through it at a million miles an hour, being followed by this horrible, sticky green liquid. And the second time you watch it, it's worse, because 
you know that the explosion's coming because that that precedes the explosion, and the explosion has to be you. <laughs> and so this got me this got me thinking about hygiene ads in general, and I, I don't know why with hygiene products they like to pretend that these having these things is comparable to an experience that they're not we've got the uh the toothpaste out at the moment where the guy is dressed for snowboarding when he goes in and it's because the toothpaste has you know some kind of bits in it fresh yeah that that makes it comparable to snowboarding for some reason and then specs and then they've got the even worse one i think what what it's got is some special drug that makes you fall over a lot right (laughs) and then they've got the even worse one where a guy turns up to this beautiful beach and he's wearing a really thick coat and his friends are all laughing at him because obviously it's hot they're on the beach but uh he has the last laugh and he jumps on a jet ski and he freezes all the water and suddenly it's he who is warm and all his friends are freezing. What a bastard. And for some, that's, this, this that's, is, that's an ad for, for anti dandruff shampoo. Anti dandruff shampoo. And I have, I have no idea how that ties into dandruff. It's either because, and I, I think it's advertising like a menthol flavour of, of anti dandruff shampoo. <laughs> which, flavour? Well, what do you call them? Scent. Um, what would you call it? It's a flavour. You're not supposed to drink. Surely you're not supposed to drink. I know, but it smells. That's and, why and they have those warnings on the you, bottle. Anyway. Right. And it just says, if you get it in your eye, be careful to wash it out. Right. I think. No, I'm pretty sure it's got poisonous information. And <laughs> anyway, I can't Water work out. Warning, do not take. <laughs> drink I can't some work milk. out if every, like the first time I saw this ad and I went, oh, it's for anti-dandruff shampoo. Clearly, he's frozen all the water with all the snow that's fallen <laughs> from his head. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because he's got that much dandruff. Oh, it's cool to have dandruff. <laughs> it's use, very Ali Sheedy in the Breakfast Club. So use this shampoo and then you won't be able to and freeze your friends at the beach? Yeah, I, it, it makes no sense. I don't know if any of our viewers are watching Big Brother at the moment, but the, uh, the people who in the house who have to nominate Big Brother is being quite harsh on them and making them nominate for... Uh, you know, for really actual good reasons. actual reasons and making them accountable. And, uh, and I kind of wish that this was the case with advertising too. I'd <laughs> like to have Big Brother there going, Pert, what does dandruff have to do with jet skiing? You're being vague. <laughs> say, what you, say what you really <laughs> say mean. Say what you really mean. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You're being unclear. This ad can't go on TV. We'll be back uh, and I'll have a comment about Big Brother. Cut! Mm. That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. On Crap TV, just quickly, some Big Brother. Oh, yeah, yeah. Last, last night, well, I think it was last night, whatever. It mm-hmm. was Wednesday night mm-hmm. on Big Brother. They had footage of them being uh, quizzed. To work out who was the smartest housemate based on whether or not they had eaten fish during the week. <laughs> I don't really get it, but go figure. Anyway, I can't get over how stupid these idiots are. <laughs> Questions like, where is the Great Wall of China? Someone answers, uh, China. Big Brother says, correct. <laughs> She goes, oh, oh, that was a guess. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I mean, you'd think, you'd think, 
brains would be the the highest prerequisite of a bunch of people wanting to be shoved into a house and filmed 24 hours a day for three months. The highest prerequisite of the people that, that best do their chicken dance when in the interviews. Yeah. We're talking about a show that had a mother and a daughter with matching breast implants yes, as two of this year's guests. Yeah, but still, you, you'd yeah. expect... Like, I expect a certain element of... Uh, of wisdom or knowledge or just basically, I reckon if you know how to talk and you're over 13, there are some questions you should just know the answer to. (laughs) Where is the Great Wall of China is one of them. (laughs) Anyway, you've hijacked my uh, my crap TV scene. But who's the tool that's coming up with that question? Big Brother, I think Big Brother really wanted to show how stupid the housemates were. (laughs) Uh, we mentioned just a few weeks ago that uh, the popular with some people, unpopular with others, Six Feet Under, has been moved from its 10.30 Monday night slots mm-hmm. uh, to, to, the bin. to the bin up against Huff, which you'd think would have some crossover there with the viewers, which I think is, is a bit unfortunate for those viewers. Well, actually up against the rest of development and half of Huff. And half of Huff. And so, and we're still waiting for Sopranos, which who knows when that's going to show here or if it's going to show here. And so what have they put on in that uh, 10.30 slot on Monday nights? Last Monday night, they had a tawdry, crappy British... The A to Z of sex. Oh, again? Again. And this week, they've got real crime or true crime or one of those ridiculous crime shows. And, and, I mean, look, you can't blame Channel 9 for this. They would say, well, these other shows that I'm talking about just don't have the ratings. I think it says a sad thing, just like Big Brother, about the state of our culture. Where is the Great Wall of China when you need it? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I also want to point out, while, while we're talking about things that shouldn't be on television but are... Comedy Inc. comes back this week. Yeah, that's all that needs to be said about that. This is uh, Jess McGuire, and you're listening to the lovely men of Box Cutters, who are always here to helpfully inform you of any existence of photos of Britney Spears giving birth on all fours, clutching lion's heads. Love nothing better. Download the hell out of it. I've been watching a lot of All Saints recently. Really? Yeah, really. I've never watched an entire episode. Well, see, why, this, why this sudden passion? This is the Josh? thing. I I hadn't watched an entire episode for a lot of my life, and then happened upon it one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, without you know trying to give too many secrets away, happened upon it one time. Saw saw a bit of it and went. Actually, it's not as bad as I thought. And so I kept watching because there was nothing else on in that time slot. And then it kind of got a little bit worse. What? Over, overall, you're free to wear and cable. There was nothing else to watch. Yeah, there's, there's really nothing else to watch at that time. And then, it, trust me, I've done a lot of flipping. You should start taping stuff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so I, started, I started watching it and then it, it hit this really low peak. And then there was last year. Low peak. Sorry, Nadir. <laughs> I, th- I think we've all had the same sort of day, Ross. <laughs> and Valley. And a deer. It hit a deer. Valley's the It was a nadir in if the headlights. Said, if you'd said a, a low zenith, <laughs> then nadir would have been appropriate. It hit a high valley. Anyway, it, it wasn't so great for a little while. Uh, and then ah, came... That's what he meant. All right. Then came, <laughs> then came the threat 
of, well, it's either All Saints or Blue Healers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And All Saints went, I'll take that challenge. And Blue Healers went, sorry, what did, who, sorry I'm late for the meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and All Saints just, well, they got rid of the ward. They made it less about the lives of the nurses and more about the emergency department at mm-hmm. All Saints, which is where a lot of the staff moved to. So kind of like a reverse bill. Like a reverse bill. It's, with, a, with a bit of VR mixed in. They've really changed the show completely. It was just your generic kind of, you know, McLeod's daughters in a hospital. Mm-hmm. That sort of one hour weekly soapy thing. Whereas now it's a pretty good hospital drama, like a, a proper hospital drama. And uh, some of the, I mean, still some of the acting is, is pretty bad. Sometimes there's a really clunky bit of writing or couple of weeks ago there was an absolutely dodgy bit of uh camera work where, where you just go why have you put that angle in it makes no sense uh but generally the stories have been pretty good uh the intrigue's pretty good and the uh, ongoing storyline has been pretty good recently we saw uh sibylla budd as the villain she uh, came in for the nurse unit manager position and was trying to undermine all the other staff and uh, and built her own team because she was that uh, she was pushing that hard to make it in the world that she was re- willing to ruin other people's lives. And look, I don't really rate Sibylla Budd as uh, as much of an actor, but this role that was that was written for her really built up a lot of drama in the show to the point where. Now, I quite look forward to watching All Saints. Mm. used to be uh, the case of if I missed an episode, I really didn't care. More often than not, I would miss an episode. And mm-hmm. this is, you know, over the last two or three years, yep. I've been watching it on and off. But for the last, uh, essentially since it started again this year, uh, it's been pretty good and going quite solidly. I suggest you give it a look. That being no said. Chance. No chance. No I ha- chance. I hate hospital dramas. Really? Yep. It, no ER, hospital. no scene elsewhere. No hospital dramas. Hate them. I hate, uh, I hate hospital reality shows even worse. Here's an old guy. Here's what the inside of his stomach looks like. That's just revolting. But I, I have no interest in medical dramas. Well, see, then you're not going to like Channel 7's Tuesday Night Lineup because it's, it's nothing <laughs> but medical. There's, there's, uh, there's hooray for medicine, followed by All Saints, followed by uh, incredible, incredible pincers. Yep. Yep. The, the pincer show. And it all starts with Dancing with the Stars, or did, which was enough to send you to hospital. Yeah. So, yeah, stay away from Channel 7 if you don't like hospital dramas. Give All Saints a go if you, uh, if you don't mind them. Why do you have this phobia about uh, a real thing of, of human things? <laughs> that was so well put. <laughs> it's, it's not a phobia. It's just not what I want to watch when I'm eating dinner. So what about when you're watching CSI and they... they I don't watch have, CSI. They, they put the needle in and they suddenly go in with the needle and go... They do the same thing on House. I don't watch House. It's a medical drama. It's, it's become a bit of a cliche, frankly. Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to, I wanted to say. I think All Saints have been stealing storylines from House oh. because I will see a story on All Saints... And then a couple of weeks later, it will appear on House. <laughs> now, clearly, it's not happening the other way around. Uh, uh, so, I, you know, I, I, there, there have just been a few too many coincidences, but it doesn't make all sense any worse. In fact, it makes House a bit worse. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a go. It's on 8.30 Tuesdays on Channel 7. Mm-hmm.
Channel 7, speaking of, yes. have, a, uh, have a new comedy starting. New comedy starting, if you believe the ads. Uh, <laughs> the ads saying it's coming soon. We all remember that uh, Invasion was coming soon. That's no longer coming at all, apparently. But Channel 9. So, so Invasion is coming as soon as it ever was. No, they had ads. They, had, they were running ads quite a bit towards the end of summer for Invasion, saying coming soon, Invasion. Well, that's true. But then uh, apparently Channel 9 have decided if there's not going to be a second series of it, we're not going to screen the first. Why waste their money and time? Save mm. it till next summer. Mm. They could be showing Australia's funniest hospital injuries. Exactly. But uh, Channel 7 hopefully will show a new comedy starting soon called My Name is Earl. And my name is Earl. is uh, is quite a quite a funny show. Have either think, of you I think guys we've talked seen about it, it on uh, on Box Cutters? Yeah, we had like last year, very perhaps? very I mean, uh, briefly covered. Yes, possibly because it, it started it started last fall season in the US. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched quite a few episodes. I really really like it. Yeah, yeah, I really like it too. It stars Jason Lee as Earl Hickey, who's kind of a uh, redneck hillbilly. Kind of character, a uh, low-level, low-level trailer trash criminal, I guess, essentially. High um, Valley, High Valley, trailer. Uh, sorry, <laughs> High Valley trailer trash, and uh, he uh, dis- he gets himself a lotto ticket and wins ten thousand dollars. But while he's hundred thousand sold- dollars. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think it's $100,000. It? Yeah. No, well, that would make more sense. I always thought 10000 was a little low you, for You all. thought it was going a long way. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, w- wins a certain amount of money, uh, but then gets hit by a car while he's celebrating his win. And he discovers karma. And so he decides to right all the wrongs that he's done in his life. So he makes a list of everything that he thinks he's done wrong. That's literally writing all the wrongs. Writing all the wrongs. So he makes a list and he sets about, uh, he sets about fixing them. I love that joke. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, I, just, uh, I just think it's a great show. It's, it's a, very funny. It's a sweet show. It's, it is. Unlike it really a is. lot of comedies these, day, these days where... The comedy is about being mean. It's about making someone look stupid or uh, or talking down to people or just being, you know, generally nasty. Yep. Here is a show that is all about being nice and how being nice can pay off. It is. And it's, it's very it's set in sort of uh, very much trailer trash America. And it, and it is having a lot of laughs at at kind of the poorer end of society but it does so in a really affectionate way it doesn't as you were saying it doesn't do that in it at all a mean-spirited way it does it in a really kind of affectionate yeah we're laughing with you whereas i kind of think you know if you look at the australian versions of this you've got uh the wedge starting soon on channel 10 starting uh, starting this week actually this Kath, tuesday kath and kim the castle which is kind of you know your upper class chardonnay drinkers looking down on the working class and having a laugh at them i think this is this is much more you know this is much more much more affectionate and a much much nicer a much nicer look at this kind of uh, this kind of element in America. So, do we know when it's supposed to be starting on Channel Seven? Coming soon. Coming apparently. soon. Apparently, it's got some uh, great cameos in it too. It's got uh, Walt from Lost. Yes. Haywire from Prison Break. Sheriff Bullock from Deadwood. Uh, uh, Brett Butler has a, a great a great appearance in it mm-hmm. uh, as uh, as Earl's mother-in-law. Yes, it's got uh, Jonesy from Carnivale. 
It's got uh, Giovanni Ribisi as one of their uh, fellow crooks. Oh, way yeah, back when. He's uh, his episode is excellent. He's hysterical. He's in a couple of episodes. All oh, right. Uh, it's got uh, Juliette Lewis, who's fantastic, who plays a, a an ex uh, ex lover of of Earl's. Juliette Lewis, who for the first time didn't make me want to kick her in the teeth. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Because she's never really done comedy before. Yeah. And it turns out that she's great at it. Very funny. Very funny. And it's got uh, Bo Bridges as Earl's long-suffering father. It, 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 it's, and it's kind of a more of a, in the modern style of sitcom. It's not, you know, it's not the three camera done in a studio with a laugh track. It, it appears to mostly be shot on location. Uh, there is no laugh track. It, it's it's just a very funny show. It's got great characters, uh, especially Jamie Presley as uh, Joy, Earl's ex-wife, who is who is just just hysterical. Yes, superb. Uh, and who plays Crab Man? Uh, that's a guy called Eddie Steeples who plays Darnell, who's yeah, who's shacked up with uh, with Earl's ex-wife. With Earl's ex-wife, but and uh, he and, and Earl still have a great relationship. And Darnell work, works at the the crab shack, and uh, and Earl calls him Crab Man. <laughs> yeah, it's just and you know they really have a great relationship. They it's, do. It's lovely do. to see. And the, I think uh, for me the funniest ones is when they do a bit of a flashback to the time before Earl discovered karma, and and we see what he was what his life was like as a petty crook. Uh, very funny, particularly the uh, Y two K episode where they managed to talk themselves into thinking that uh that the computers have taken over and and they're the last people on earth so they move into a department store <laughs> there are- and, and live there until they realize when the store opens again in a couple of days that actually life is still going on there are also a lot of hilarious bolts in those uh, you know one of the funniest things i think in comedy is, is the bolt yep Yep. And uh, and in those flashbacks, when Earl realizes that he's about to be caught, does the bolt, and each time, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, th- there's Earl's brother, who again, yeah. Randy, you know, Randy, Randy. a stupid, stupid human. Well, I mean, they're they're all basically incredibly stupid, but uh, Randy's a little lower. <laughs> but he's lower so, on the like, scale so than, good with it. Earl. I'm really, I'm really impressed. I just hope that they they can keep it up. Yeah, uh, and I hope well, that unlike uh, Malcolm, they know when to when to stop. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but having seen all of the first season, it's well worth a look. It's a very very funny show. I so would that's say. my name is Earl. Coming soon on Channel Seven. We'll be back after this. I told you we'd be back, <laughs> and we are. Hands up! Who watched Survivor this week? Oh, me, me, me. Mike tapered run out. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I kind of came in midway through it and kind of just hit the go button. So I didn't get to see the challenge, the uh, the, the reward. reward challenge. And I didn't see war, war, um, um, Bruce Lee getting sick. No. Well, so but I saw the Ross, end of it wanna... and there was, no, there was no tribal council. Well, uh, I, I was just going to say, I, I thought a few weeks ago I talked about uh, with The Apprentice, how the only way they could keep The Apprentice fresh was to actually have mental patients <laughs> in as the contestants. And I think Mark Burnett has listened to me, <laughs> but has decided to do it with Survivor so that there's no issues with copyright. <laughs> because the, 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 people, the people left are just insane. Shane was talking to Courtney, and they are both just <laughs> completely loopy. But and everyone else thinks that they're in love with each other. Yeah, yeah which goes to show how... Uh, how sensible everybody else is and shane was saying to courtney you've got to stick with me 
if you stab me in the back, as in, you know, metaphorically in the show, I will come to your house in your crappy apartment in LA, I will hunt you down and I will kill you. And she got very upset by this. Well, no, the thing, because is, the thing is, she was walking away and he repeated, I will, I will kill, kill you. <laughs> and she got very upset with this because she turned around and said, my apartment's not crappy. <laughs> And he started yelling at her. I've never seen your ass. How would I know where you live? Jesus. And calling her a psycho. And then I went to her picture camera. It's like, she's a complete psycho, man. How could she be so fucking crazy? I'm thinking, you just threatened to kill her. Literally, just threatened to kill her. (laughs) But she didn't notice. No, no. All she's worried about is, my apartment's not crappy. I, I think Shane is... Because there's a, there's quite a good chance that Shane will actually end up winning this <laughs> Survivor, and he is a, a complete Fruit Loop. He he's he spent the whole first half of the season getting people to swear and himself swearing on his son's life, <laughs> and then well, when it he changed again his, this week, yeah, and then when he changed his mind. You know, begging people to take <laughs> his back. son's name back, yeah. And, Oh, what, what I love about watching him is there's no kind of uh, there's no subtext with the way he's playing the game. With, <laughs> not only does he tell us to camera how he's playing, he tells the other people. So he goes up to people and says, "You're crap. I'm voting you out this week. Our alliance is over. That's it. Adios." <laughs> <laughs> like at least giving them a bit of a heads up. <laughs> what I what I also loved about this week's Survivor was that they did the uh, how well do you know your fellow survivors. Yes, quiz, which which always ruffles a few feathers. Always ruffles a few feathers, except for Sari, who knew that she did nothing. That uh, that sometimes she was, you know, this, and sometimes she was that, and she was the weakest member of the of the group, and blah blah. blah. And so she kept winning because she kept uh, giving herself as, <laughs> as the answer. And when it wasn't her, it was Courtney, who is the most annoying. Who took that really personally, and uh, it's. It's it's just been so much fun to watch. It's got nothing to do with surviving. No, it's no. you know it's the least survivorish of uh, of all the series. I think I really uh, I really like Sari. Really, I, th- I, I think she's she's good value. She she doesn't deserve to be there in terms of she's got no survival skills. She shouldn't be kicked out first week. She got called, told categorically in week three that she was the next to go, and it was a fifty fifty between her and the other older lady, and somehow she survived. <laughs> yep. And I think she's going to win. She, do you I remember think she's going to win. The first week she was scared of leaves. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want to touch any leaves. So so do you think that uh, the Bruce got taken away? Ill because he didn't do a poo for all the time that they've been there so far. No, he said he said he, that he didn't do a poo since they went to visit the local tribe. But he wasn't holding it in. Was that what he was saying? He was saying that he wasn't holding it in. He just wasn't able to do it. And and then they said you saw the bit with Jeff where they yep. said he was he had he was blocked completely blocked completely his, blocked everywhere. His colon and his urinary tract were <laughs> both blocked. Yeah. I mean, what? Someone back a truck up there? What? <laughs> How did that happen? I can't see how that would be painful. No, not at all. <laughs> no, I'm amazed that he got through it as as much as he did. That that was, you know, he's the true survivor. 
<laughs> he is. I loved it. I loved it and, too. And and they clo- over the the closing credits where they usually have people saying goodbye and saying yeah. the record. Just those slow mo shots yeah. of him. You did karate. Mister Miyagi moves. It's I simply was, the I was funniest really series of Survivor. A, I was really hoping for a, like a subtitle. <laughs> you know, when they put him on the boat, Bruce died on the way to the hospital. Oh. <laughs> Why is that funny? That's just nasty. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was funny. I'm sick. <laughs> I warned people before we started the show. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I think... And I love the bit with Shane in the ad for next week. He picks up a bit of wood. Oh, and I, I don't watch the ads for, for next week. But go oh, ahead. He's, oh. he's Blackberry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's climbing into Blackberry. Yes, I heard about and this. And then they, uh, they put the cuckoo sound over the top. <laughs> cuckoo. <laughs> I, yeah. That was just his reminder sound on, on the Blackberry. Oh, they, right. they didn't put anything in. <laughs> he's he's the most insane person they've had since the guy in the in the series with the really smart guy where the model ended up winning and the guy kept carrying around the hatchet and he was scaring everyone. <laughs> I don't think I saw that series. Oh, the machete. Uh, the machete, yeah, yeah. He was carrying around the machete. And he, and <laughs> that the, was and a couple was, of games. Yeah, he was terrifying everyone. What, and that didn't make him win? No. That's no. surprising. Hey, that's the uh, closing music. It is. Well, that brings us to the end of episode 36 of Box Cutters. We, we say it every week, but possibly more so this week. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Yeah, really. <laughs> really. Let's get on board, because both Channel 7 and Channel 9 have got celebrities saying, thanks for watching. That's, Channel 7, that's Channel true. That's true. We, we should do a, uh, a bit bump of a suck-up, I've been thinking. Yeah, I think it sucks. It's stupid. Yes. It's very Channel 7. Anyway. Thanks for listening. Oh, this, uh, oh how was the ad? The Which, ad during, during The Great Escape. I didn't see it. Channel 9 had this, had this footage of, of Koshi jumping into the ambulance and, and saying, Channel 9, we're not ambulance chasers, we just go newsbreakers. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's just, yeah, that is that's just crap. And so, so it had this footage and then the 7 logo dancing and the 9 box coming in and knocking it off the side oh, of the screen. Oh, that just, that just screams terror. From yeah, Channel 9, that's, doesn't it? That's, that's just shocking. That's still running around, hair on fire. Yeah. That's mm. still Channel 9. Thank you very much to Triple R, whose studios we use for recording this podcast. You can email us, hooray at boxcutters.net. Check out our excellent merchandise at uh, cafepress.com slash boxcutters. Check out the website, www.boxcutters.net. And until next week... You've been listening to what? What? We may be a little early next week. Oh yeah, we might be. We might be on Wednesday next week. Yep, check oh. it early. Uh, and uh, interesting couple of guests coming in. Oh, very yeah. Exciting. So that's that's going to be great. Hmm. And until next week, I am Josh Canal, Ross McQueen. I am and continue to be Brett Cropley. Catch us again next week. Same bat time. Same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.